Hello to you. Hello. It's um, it's Easter Sunday. I can't. Hell yeah! Jesus has risen again. I no, he took the year off. He, he what? What? He stayed in the cave, social distancing. Ah, yes, Jesus. He he came out of the cave, took a deep breath, and said, "No way." He just went back he said, and said, "Forget he said it." He'll He'll come back twice as hard next year. <laughs> He's like, don't don't you worry. Next year's going to be the one. I'm going to come back and it's going to be a banger. It's going to be like the fourth coming. No joke, next Easter, we'll probably have people in troves in the church just trying to make a lit party. People are, <laughs> kind, people are gonna wild like, out out there. I got to tell you, next Easter's going to be a banger. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, I, I mean, they, t- they should tell me. I mean, didn't, if there's one thing I know, it's that... Christianity, it's it's pretty. It slaps. It's it's pretty happening out there. Uh, the people I, like it, and uh, for all those I've seen have, a lot of stuff. For all those who have celebrated Passover already or any other holiday, I hope it was filled with good virtual chats. I hope it slapped. Some delicious brisket. I know a good friend who is making brisket. That sounded pretty incredible. Brisket sounds great. Brisket sounds amazing. I, I love I love those kinds of traditions. Uh, Rich, what are you doing for Easter? Since you celebrate um, this holiday. I'm gonna save Midgar. Ah, I see a tradition. Some would say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I know this is not a normal tradition for mm-hmm. you know the vast majority, but for those who really care, I, I respect that yeah. and I salute you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. The city. Uh, I have to save it from the electric company. I'm uh, on the contrary. I am spending my Easter um, playing a group of high schoolers, trying to make people confess their dark secrets and sins. I know those kids pretty well um they're good kids they are at heart you know what yes they're well-intentioned and isn't that what easter's about anyways airing out your dirty laundry come on yeah shadow realms can listen i remember one year eggs were hidden around the house and the Mm -hmm. family was saying hey go go find them and i said ah okay and i didn't know any better i found an egg and i opened it up and it just was a little piece of paper that just said confess i was bewildered and then I learned the true meaning of Easter. It's to confess your sins and, um, you know, be accepted by those around you. That sounds horrifying. Listen, I... Listen, I... This is just my life. But the mass media, you know, they're selling the chocolates. They're selling the candies. I dig that, too. Get the eggs. Get the fun. Color those eggs. I can't even imagine people are coloring eggs too much these days. No, I, I saw some people on Instagram doing it. Somebody uh, wrote... I saw something online. Somebody said... Hey, for all of you that are dying eggs, you should be ashamed of yourself. And I was thinking, why? Why? And there was a brief follow-up, because I, of course, didn't. I only read the sentence in piecemeal. And yeah. it then went off to say, hey, you know, it's a waste of eggs. You know, people have to eat out there. And I was thinking... Can't you eat those? Well, that... See, now therein lies the problem. My entire life, I've always dyed the eggs and then ate them. Yeah, like... I've never had anybody say, well, this was fun, and just throw that shit out. <laughs> yeah, like, you can't, like, hard-boil them or anything at that point. No. But you could crack them open and then prepare them. Like well, a, usually they're... I, I mean, usually they're hard-boiled. How do you... Do you not hard-boil them first? I, I honestly don't know. Can I tell you, I've, I can't remember the last time I died an egg, so don't maybe worry. I'm just totally off base. This year, we're going to take a little hiatus. Next year, I promise, we'll dye some eggs together. Yeah, I'll, we'll uh, get I'll together. I'll fit that in with you. Okay, that sounds good. But usually my family, I don't know, I didn't even, I gotta be honest with you, you're blowing my mind right now. I didn't even think somebody just went, hey, check this out, just crack the egg and put it in the skillet. Uh, my family always hard-boiled them Well, if it's hard-boiled, first. obviously not, yeah. Um, and, and it would make sense that it. you would, because... Well, uh, 
No, go ahead. Wouldn't it be so fragile if you didn't? So I guess that make and then. Well, can you, you imagine if a kid just went, "Hey," and went, <laughs> just broke yeah, it off. that's that'd be kind of funny though. Like you, <laughs> I kind of like the prospect of that now though. Like dying them and then just cracking it over a skillet and being like, "Who wants scramby eggs? Who wants scrambies?" I usually liked dyeing them as a kid because some of the colors would seep through to the egg and it would actually have more of a tie-dyed color on the actual hard-boiled egg itself. Because those the, dyes are those edible, dyes would go right? Like, yeah, they're yeah. non-toxic. Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, those those aren't safe. No, it's fine. I turned out just fine. Um, they're they're lead-based, so it's fine. But for all of those who do not celebrate Easter, fret not. Y- you know, after you turn, like, I don't know, five, it's all right. It's just about yeah, dinner. I have to say, really Easter anymore. as a kid it means a lot to me because, um, bless my parents at the time, uh, they used to make baskets filled with little treats and they'd leave them almost like a Santa thing. But yeah, I remember the Easter that. Bunny left that. So, um, my parents one year, I don't know, it must have been a good year, job wise, or just they were feeling a certain type of way. Things were going great. I got Wind Waker in my basket. You know what's funny? I almost I have, shit myself. Yeah, I have a good story like that also because this is, um, and for a long time Easter was always like that's you know mostly candy and stuff like that sort of holiday in the basket. Right. But then, as you know, I I am diabetic, and when that happened, like that stuff kind of was like a, it's not like I couldn't have it, but it would be a weird gift for a diabetic kid. So I remember the first year after I was diagnosed in my Easter basket, I got Star Wars Battlefront. Damn, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah, See, good stuff. Easter, this is, it's actually really funny you say this because you know what? In Out of the handful of people who have been fortunate enough to actually get a game or just some other gift, it's always just been something that absolutely blows the doors off of traditional gifts. It's like, oh yeah, I got a, I got a little game called, um, uh, you know, Zelda or Battlefront. Or, yeah, um, like oh hey, this was the hottest thing at the time, uh, Metroid Prime. And I was just thinking, wow, that slaps. <laughs> I looked at the Easter Bunny and I said, my dude, this shit slaps. Yeah, you give him a handshake, you give him the good old secret handshake slaps, and I would say my man. Because, as a, I gotta be honest with you, I never really got video games for Easter. It was the only Easter I got a video game for. That's um, the one time I remember ever getting a video game for Easter. Well, this one, besides at the time too, Majora's Mask was the one that I truly beat as a kid. Ocarina, mm-hmm. I kind of just watched and beat with my older brother as he was playing primarily because I was like, oh, fire mm-hmm. the fire the light arrow. And um, I, this was my second game, Wind Waker, and it is my favorite because it does hold next to Majora's Mask. It does hold a special part in my my memories for that. But damn, the Easter Bunny slapped that year, and yeah, I don't know what guy. happened the years following. Set a bad precedent. I'm just saying, I didn't get a video game the last time. Am I a spoiled shit? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we both are, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, we, we had some good times there. But, yeah, for those who don't celebrate, fuck all that. I'm here to talk about video games with Rich. Rich had a banging topic that he wanted to talk about today because he has Ooh. been balls deep in Midgar. Uh, yeah, I have not, unfortunately. My, my balls are not in there at all. I have to wait due to Amazon shipping. Um, it's a damn shame. So I've just been playing with high schoolers, and well, that's still fun. I played a significant amount of Persona 5 Royal also, and uh, I, I already talked to you about this. I made the conscious decision to go, okay, I know Final Fantasy VII Remake, just looking at information that's out there, is about 40 hours, which is shorter than Persona 5, the amount of time I'm going to put into Persona 5 by a large margin. Sure. Um, so For I was sure. like, I'm going to take a break from Persona 5, backburner that, 
go through Final Fantasy and then jump back into the the bigger game. So I'm I've got a good chunk of time in Persona Five Royal. Also, um, maybe if you want to start talking about that and give me an idea of where you're at. I really I got to be honest with you. I haven't made too much headway with it throughout the week because I've also been playing other games like Ori in the Blind Forest, mm-hmm. um, which I really dig and. In Persona, though, I'm basically up to the second palace. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's fun. And this is, it's I should one. note, like, I'm familiar with that game already. I've beaten it twice already. The original version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that, so. that's that's a good point too. That's also why I wouldn't even blame you for. I was not even surprised that you went to Final Fantasy. You already beat this game in some capacity. Well, that's why I like the time I had already spent with it in my time off. I had been like min maxing it hard because I know some of the best strategies. Like, at this point, I don't spend more than one day in a dungeon. Um, yeah, I remember you told me that. Right after you told me that during the last show, I went back to go finish the first palace. I did have to take some breaks there. I said, man, Rich is really, Rich is really just banging this one out. Ugh, I respect. Yeah, I, I've kept that up up to, I'm about to enter the fourth palace. And I have succeeded in that for the first three. Respect. I actually have a question to ask you. I don't want to derail this too much to yeah, Persona. Yeah, ask away. I was listening to our last show, too, and I was thinking, how long did, we t- did I talk about Persona? It was like a 30 minutes. We talked a lot about it. I was like, it. god it's, damn. It's a lot to discuss. Yeah, and, it, like, it, and that's not even that's not even the surface. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do have a question. How do you typically know what the best use of your time is throughout the day-to-day in that game? Because I, I tell you... Uh, in the beginning, or at least up until now, when you have time to kill, for lack of a better word, I know that you can go do a billion different things. You can build your relationships, you can build your stats. The one thing I did right now was that I built my knowledge stat to the second level. Um, but it took That's a lot good, of time, yeah. or I should say it does take a lot of days, because you, as you know, you only get small contributions per day to mm-hmm. raising it, and then already it's evening, you go to bed, and it's the next day. So what do you, what do you recommend to try to min-max my own characters to make sure I'm doing the right thing, so to speak, even though there really is no right thing to do. It's all very well, varied. I'll tell you, for one, there's a tool in there when you hit the touchpad, you can look and see what other people did that day. Um, like, it's an overall, like, collected from the Right, internet. that's the, like, that's the social hub. People did yes. this. Yeah, um, that's handy. But what I'll tell you is uh, try and focus down certain things, and the easiest way to get things to move along faster is by making sure you have a persona of the proper arcana with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, Ryuji it represents the chariot arcana. He's the chariot confidant. So if there's a chariot persona um, in your party, Ryuji's uh, confidant rank is going to go up faster when you're when you're hanging out with him. Mm-hmm. Like you'll you'll get more social headway with him. Which is so what I've been primarily doing too on the side. Anytime he's yeah. saying, "Hey, do you want to hang?" I was thinking, "Oh yeah, absolutely." I jump at that. Then there are other, like, little little nuances to know. Um, like, a good way to get your knowledge up fast is uh, make sure you're answering those questions correctly in class because that's just free stat bu- buffs. Um, your knowledge and charm and things going up from that. Uh, what's another good... T- there are also certain confidant uh, that will unlock certain abilities. So, like, some of them I'd recommend doing sooner rather than later um like you, you'll get to a point it should be soon for you i would imagine uh when you can unlock a confident rank with your ho- homeroom teacher mm-hmm. um and it's good to get her a little ways up pretty quickly because she will then if you have a high enough confidant rank with her she will let you slack off in class 
Which is surprising uh, meaning, because right now she she's just not on my side here. There, there's a very specific reason for that. You make a deal with her, and every once in a while you'll be like, "Oh, I'm getting this look from uh, you know my teacher. Like I can slag off in class." And you'll get the option of doing a few different things at your desk that will let you boost other stats. Oh, cool. I was gonna say because you know in the beginning, I I know that obviously your outside perception is that you're a kid with an assault charge, so yeah. obviously nobody's really jumping at the chance to just trust you immediately. But I gotta say, the adults in this game have really just been, oh, really it's... just been taking a shit all over my life, and just expect the worst of me when I'm trying my best out here. Especially homeroom teacher, she, she just says, I wouldn't expect you to be good, but we go to class here and we study and we try to show up on time. And I was thinking, God damn, here I am trying to stop pedophilia. Do my best. Yeah, and just do my best, and you're just taking a big dump on me and it's just not fair but i'm glad to hear you can get in better standings with her yeah you got to figure like the principal and people like that are basically just telling everyone else that like uh we got stuck saddled with this kid he's a fucking shit bird um and little stuff like that other ways like you can there's specific smaller things you can do to boost uh sort of give more points towards other characters like a, a great way to move Sojiro's confidant rank along in the background when you're not actually spending time with him mm -hmm. is to, like, uh, eventually... This might have already happened for you. He'll let you use uh, stuff in LeBlanc to make coffee at yep. night. Yep, got that. And, yeah, eventually he'll also let you make curry. He'll teach you how to do that. Oh. Um, and, and doing both of those... Also, I believe coffee increases your charm and curry increases your courage. Um, and both of those will also push social stats towards him so his confidant rank will go up faster. I'm just really excited to see because in the um, the previous the present day story when you know you're being questioned, um, I'm really curious to see how it all ties together and how all these relationships evolve. Because I imagine over time, the the bottle is only going to contain so much of all of this until it starts to shatter, and everybody's going to yes. end up finding out eventually in some capacity. And, and I'm and really interested to see what everybody's reaction is going to be because you know you're forming all these relationships, and I'm thinking, wow, are they gonna judge me or be like hey you know i get mm -hmm. it i get it and there's a, a crazy amount of people who know exactly what you're doing um which is even wilder in itself that's like if you knew somebody from inception who was going into people's psyche just saying hey i, I well, know what I you're mean, about you know my boy mishima uh yes mishima is a little bit overhyped about everything <laughs> but that's half the fun that's uh that's his whole thing do you last question even though i kind sure. of know the answer i just want to hear you say it for my own mm -hmm confirmation do you sure. truly learn morgana's identity at the end you learn kind of what morgana is oh um God, i knew it which is to say if for people who have played persona 4 it's basically this almost similar to teddy um but there's some cool stuff there uh i'm trying to think of other like i'm trying to give you good advice on stuff these are two uh bits like you gotta take this or leave this as far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. um Two social links, well, three, actually, that I'm very focused on. Um, one is the school counselor, because he's new, and he leaves in November. Never met him. Uh, you should meet him shortly, then. Okay. Uh, he's a new character. He leaves in November. They say he's at the school until November, which means I only have until November to get him to rank 10. Um, the next is the new girl, Kasumi Yoshizawa, um, which you should be forming a social link with her pretty soon. You should be anyways, because she's a part of the story. Yeah, well, forming it is required by the story, but I know she's also, one, she's a new character, and two, she's on a ticking clock. 
as far as getting her uh, her rank all the way up. Mm-hmm. And the third is Akechi Goro, because his social link in the original game is tied to the main story. You okay. automatically get him to rank 10. That is no longer the case, um, which makes me suspicious for a number of reasons that getting him to rank 10 may significantly change a big story beat. And I'm really excited at the prospect of that. Because they'll replace the auto 10 with something else then. Obviously, if they take it away, they have to fill it, it with something. Exactly. And there's some stuff that goes down a catchy that I'm with with a catchy that I'm really interested in the prospect of, can you change that? I'm consistently impressed with all the branching stories that these guys are capable of creating in these games. It's, it's pretty fucking cool. There's these really contained personal stories that tie nicely into the bigger picture. And uh, also every character kind of... Uh, Gives you, oh, uh, another one. This one is just important to me, so I think you should know it. Uh, the second Ryuji starts talking about a shoji player, mm-hmm. um, go get the shoji player, at least her first rank up, because y- you understand how Baton Pass works. Uh, yes. Uh, leveling up the shoji player will let you swap inactive party members into the party during battle Oh. using Baton Pass. Very and nice. it is... It's one of those things where I was so used to it in the main game that I'm like, I need to get that ability stat because... I like I, I need it. <laughs> I dig that. Well, I'm gonna definitely make headway. I'm gonna spend the rest of the Easter Sunday after dinner playing around in that. But I what I want to hear from you without obviously spoiler. Oh, well, it can't really be spoiler free because this fucking game has been out. Before, but <laughs> it came out in 1997. Well, it's also different too, um, to its credit. Yeah. But I I will talk a little bit about some of those differences and why I think they're super intriguing. At the end of the day, so I, I kind of already have a feeling where you're going to affiliate yourself in the group but there are two groups that i've been seeing there are those who have played it you know love how it's presenting itself but do not love the direction that the story has taken or at least what they've adjusted or moved around compared to the original and there are those who completely treat it as its own entity um and they think of it more as i'm sorry what was the other ones called advent children and um yeah. I'm trying to think of the other one. Whatever. Advent the, Children, I mean, Dirge of Cerberus. There you go. It was, it's more people are also con- putting it in that camp where this oh, is a remake of Final Fantasy VII. Those things VII. are terrible, so I wouldn't put them in well, that Well, no, no, camp. no. Well, not in the camp like that. <laughs> not in that kind of way, but more <laughs> yeah. so that, listen, these are Final Fantasy VII in this universe, but they're almost like an Elseworlds. They are their own thing. They represent the same kind of universe, but it's another story being told. And there are those who put it in that camp, this remake. They're saying, listen, yes. it's never going to be the original. It's almost just like a retelling, and this is what it's going to be, but it's never going to cement itself, and it wasn't purpose to cement itself to replace the original. Yeah. So what do you feel about that? I mean, there may be a third or fourth group of people who obviously have all these different modes of thinking, but what are your mm -hmm. thoughts as to where this lies? My my thoughts are it is that sort of Elseworlds story, like an alternate timeline. Um, I love that it is that, though, um, because the, the things that they change... I'm really excited to see where they go with them in mm-hmm. future installments, and I just, it's more interesting to me, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, if you're going to tell the same exact story, what's the fucking point? Well, I think for, I, I mean, let's say they did. I don't think that, I still wouldn't think that that's the worst thing in the world. Um, no, and for the most part it if is. If they implemented the current system in there, because technically it would be a little different, and for those who have not played the game at all, ever, I've seen many different accounts, um such as some people from past the controller or other outlets who have literally have never played this game before. And yeah, they'll say, Hey, you know, I'm booting this up for the first time. Can't wait to play. And that is for all intents and purposes, their final fantasy seven, which is awesome. Yeah. 
which is also but to my point i think that's incredible um but for those who have played it who live breathe and die by the original i'm not one of them even though i really love the original um i, I, would I still say think that it still earns its place i love the original quite like it's a game that really shaped my taste in video games mm-hmm. but i think there's room for this and this I, I this can end up being like one of my favorite games ever with how much like it's really scratching a certain itch for me um and in a more even surprising take, I would say, I think the combat is just phenomenal. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it gets while so playing much deeper. The demo. Yeah, I remember you told me about that because uh, we played it at PAX East, and then you texted me saying, "Listen, whatever they showed in that demo was only a snippet of what it actually is. They they were holding back as to what you can actually do." Um, and that kind of amped me up. And I almost bought a digit after you texted me that and you showed me some screenshots after you played darts, which. Frankly, any screenshot I've ever seen of this game so far looks fucking incredible. I've never seen a... This game literally suffers from that one person that you know that no matter what, they will always look perfect in a photo. They, they can't yeah, take it's... a bad photo. It's impossible. No matter even if you're trying to take a picture of Cloud just closing his fucking eyes and not even looking at the camera, it looks great. Um, so I'm pretty excited to just look at all the shit that they just did not put in the demo um, and change it up. But, yeah, I mean, I'll only really talk about the early hours. Um, I can actually give you an idea of where I'm at in the story. I told you I'm about 25-ish hours in, I think. Mm-hmm. Close, closer to 30, maybe. Um, I'm climbing a very tall pillar, uh, and there's a lot of shooting. Does that give you an idea ah. of where I'm at? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess it does. And Reno's there. Uh, actually, funny story involving, like, how fluid the combat feels. Uh, I was texting our friend Tom, because he's playing it. Mm-hmm. Was, this is his first time ever experience with Final Fantasy VII. Right. And I was like, what do you think of the combat? And he's like, ah, I get a little spammy with it. But uh, I'm like, oh, you really want to get on those phase shifts, which are cl- one of Cloud's main things are he has two combat phases, heavy, a heavy phase and a light phase. Mm-hmm. With certain enemies, if you phase shift just as they attack you, you can parry and, like, basically auto-stagger them. Uh, so you can whale them and i'm like oh make sure you get that phase shift with uh reno he's like oh i already fought reno i didn't phase shift at all and i'm like (laughs) i just pressed x and he's i'm like didn't the fight take forever and he's like yeah it probably took like 40 minutes and i burned through all my items and i was like why i don't i do not listen i am not one to ever dictate how people play no nor am i but i'm like why would you but that's some fucking stuff it sounds miserable i was like that fight shouldn't take you like it's almost like an achievement in itself like, play the fight without phase shifting. Yeah, like, I'm like, Tom, that couldn't have felt fun. <laughs> like, it just, it sounds like it would take forever. It sounds exhausting. <laughs> he just goes, I beat it, though. Fuck it, I beat it. I've had, I feel like everybody's had that moment, though, where, number one, they either don't understand the new mechanics of a game. I know I certainly haven't. And they they'll drag a fight out. And then you'll be talking to someone, like, if I ever talk to you and I'd say, hey... Oh, this fight was such a slog. And you'll say, oh, well, I actually found it really easy. Yeah, I just phase shifted. And I said, oh, fuck. Like, for Resident Evil 3, I got to the final nemesis form. Um, mm-hmm. And it was chasing me constantly. And people were watching me were saying, listen, just why don't you dodge roll? I said, what do you mean? This <laughs> actually mean? just happened. Oh, like that R1 ago. circle? Yeah, they said, why don't you just dodge roll to stop? Because I kept getting smacked. The nemesis was just slapping my ass here. And... I said, what the hell is that? And I pressed it. It blew the entire fucking... I only, thank God I only wasted five hours of my life with it. It blew the entire game wide open. I felt like such a jackass. I had made the game so hard for myself. So much harder than it needed to because be, Because yeah. I could have dodged so many different things. And it, it's it's literally that kind of moment. It blows the entire fucking game open for you. Um. Yeah, That it, it's crazy stuff like that when you think about it. But that combat's like deep in ways you kind of don't see going forward. 
Um, I actually am very excited at the prospect. I think when I'm done, I'm going to try and do a playthrough on hard on New Game Plus. How many, um, are the, is it just hard difficulty? Is it the hardest? Yeah, it's the hardest. You have to beat it once to unlock it. Um, from my understanding of it, one of the big changes is you cannot use items in combat on hard. Cool. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. Uh, I, but I really dig it. That's cool. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of big moments here early on, like significant changes I'll talk about. Like, there's a new character named Roach, um, who... Geralt's I, horse himself? No. Uh, I kind of like this guy, but he's, he's very jarring when he first appears. He is a member of Soldier, um, who is hunting down Avalanche, and he is straight up, like... Step stepping out of a goddamn shonen anime, like he is an over the top, like whoa, look at me! And he rides a motorcycle like it's a goddamn pinball. It's kind of hysterical to watch, but he, he I think he drives home what Crisis Core kind of establishes about people in Soldier, like which is that he he doesn't give a shit about collateral damage. Like he's killing his own men. He just wants to fight Cloud because he's strong. Jesus, that is shonen. Fight me because you're the strongest. Mm. Oh like, he literally, like, oh does God. his best to help you get away when you beat him the first time, just so he could be like, alright, see you again soon. Uh, the classic, nobody's going to beat you, because I have to beat you. Yeah, I haven't seen him in a while, and I'm like, when is this guy coming back? Uh At least it makes you crave more. I remember you telling me, too, about Chocobo Sam. Oh, Chocobo Sam. When you, Wall Market, one of the bigger expanded uh, sections, which, by expanded, I mean they added so much to the whole uh, Wall Market run by one Don Corneo. Um, including one of my personal favorites, the Corneo Coliseum. Uh, <laughs> goddamn, what an addition. Uh, I won't spoil what this is, because I think you'll laugh your ass off at it when you eventually see it. I can't even imagine how it even There, works. There is an enemy, uh, from the original game that I had found myself wondering a few times. I wonder if that'll be there. That would be weird. Not only is it there, an optional enemy from the original game, it is directly inserted into the main narrative... And even Cloud, when he sees it, is like, what the hell? <laughs> Along with the players, too. He's the yeah. audience insert, just for that brief moment, saying, what the fuck? Oh, because I can't wait. It's narrative, like, it just rubs up against what the world is, but you're just be like, all right, that's fine. This uh, is it. I, it's really here. <laughs> I guess this is happening. It's the big old um, circus tent in the middle of the office. I love literally seeing your materia slotted into weapons, like, down to the color I am variations. such a fucking sucker for thing little things like that. Um, even if you just start changing weapons or clothes on an RPG. I know this one doesn't, but it changes your Your clothes. weapons change. Well, your weapons, yes, but not, you know, if you're ever... Yeah, yeah. ...changing armor or anything. Um, I'm such a sucker for games that do that. It just looks great. I think Biggs Wedge and Jesse are all fleshed out so much more in the ways I kind of hoped they would be. I guess enough that you even said you wish they were playable characters. Yeah, I re uh, Jessie specifically because she's so involved. Um, I heard she was. I read she was just thirsty AF. She really is down to the. They like, really just cloud. Please, they fuck really Jessie. just magnified her own thirst for cloud. But like, also, there's a point where Cloud sort of has a conversation with Wedge, where um, like Wedge sort of says to Cloud, like, "Hey, you know, don't don't fall for that. Like, that's just the way she is." Like, almost being like, she's just trying to have fun. Like, don't let yourself get suckered into just this. Just flirtatious by nature. Mm -hmm. Wedge must be speaking from experience. Comes, poor, yeah, poor Wedge. Poor Wedge gets shot, shot down. Me, gets shot in the ass at one point also. Um, gets shot down by Jesse. Gets shot in the ass. There's, uh, there's a section. One of the first, like, totally fabricated new sections is um, Jesse asks you to help her with something the night after the first uh, reactor bombing. 
Um, and I was really glad this was in there because you go to see Jesse's parents. Um, and you wow, go she's to... just skipping a few steps all over the not, place. Not for that reason. Um, <laughs> this is cloud. <laughs> you go to Midgar's business uh, district, like their business housing. I really thought you were about to say the Midgar business school. Thinking, where, wow. where Shinra employees live. Um, and it, it's this side of uh, like the plate so- tops, uh, top side plate stuff. You don't really get to see much in the mm-hmm. original game. Uh, where it's basically like suburbia, but you look up and there's a huge fucking Mako reactor. Um, and it's just, it's this side of the, the city they never showed in the original. And it really paints like a better picture of that class divide and like the shit that they are fighting for. I dig it. And I'm assuming, so one thing I was actually wondering if you could tell me that I read about this is that while everything else character wise or everyone else looks absolutely fucking gorgeous, the environmental textures look like ass. Is that true? Uh, Have you noticed that? Sometimes some stuff takes a little while to pop in, but I don't think it looks like ass, un- except for in instances where it's kind of supposed to. Like, if we're talking about the slums and stuff? No, 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 no. I'm not talking... <laughs> no, no, no. No, no. I, I know. That's why I was like, I don't think... Can you mean... imagine that's the rationale? Like... <laughs> You're like, we're in a ghetto, man. No, no. Yeah, like, the actual like textures on doors and buildings, I was reading that it just does not look good. And I've heard multiple accounts of this of people actually just saying, hey, listen, it just looks eh when they're contrasted against the models that look absolutely amazing it just comparably it just does not look good to the That's point where cause... people were i don't know if it was it's probably a rumor that people were uh saying that eventually there's going to be a texture pack that'll be patched in eventually but apparently it's just not looking too hot but <laughs> i've know. never I... seen it so i don't know shit. i didn't notice that um it definitely is not an uh, like disparaging enough that i was like what the fuck like I didn't notice that, and I've been going through a lot of doors. I, I figured, too. I was wondering... I, well, I imagine it's for the people that are really captivated by the world and want to soak it all in and just mm-hmm. look at everything and just scrutinize everything. Um, but I, I can't imagine it'd be so jarring enough where I'd stop and say, well, what the fuck is that? I, whoa, 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 What is this? Um, uh, um, amazing notes. Uh, somehow the cross-dressing scene is handled like... Oh, I was waiting for you to mention this. <laughs> like, it is handled really well. Um, oh, was it <laughs> specifically with yet? Yeah, no, like weirdly well. Um, like Cloud is still swept up in it and like doesn't want any part in it because he's like, I feel awkward. But like the way it happens is so strange. There's a new character who is the um, named Andrea. He is the sort of I, I guess he's the owner of the Honeybee Inn, which you actually enter this time around. I heard it looked incredible in there too. It, it, it's basically a hostess club for mm-hmm. anyone who's familiar with like host clubs from Japan. Um, and he gives you like there's literally like a musical number and he gives you the speech about like how inner beauty transcends gender and such ideas have no place in this realm. And I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> you just go. Yeesh. I was like, yeesh man. Like that was actually passionate. pretty intense. Um, they somehow succeeded in making the Don Corneo scene more rapey to make him look like a bigger asshole, which is always appreciated. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of hilarious in, in that endeavor. Uh, there's just, oh man, there's so much going on here. Oh, I can't uh, wait to pick it apart. There's a new character, uh, who you do a lot of, v- like, you do these missions for, battle intel missions for. Mm-hmm. The Shinra intern Chadley, uh, who is this intern who's like, I want to help you undermine Shinra. Wow, thanks, he, intern. <laughs> he's very robotic in his ways, and as somebody who played the original Final Fantasy VII, I don't think it will be revealed in this game, but I have a very specific feeling that this gentleman actually works for Kate Sith. 
Just because his behaviors don't match what's going on here. Yeah. Hmm. That'd be interesting. Well, you probably aren't going to find out until another three years when part two yeah. comes out. Yeah, I will. I'm sure I will not find out in this increment. But uh, that's the the impression I get from him. I'm still of the belief that this will take three parts total. Do you think that yeah, too? Yeah, I, I believe so. Easy. That's what I think too. Yeah. Um. Then I don't think actually. It's funny. We had talked about this in the past. How the next game would you know seemingly start with the Nibelheim incident flashback mm-hmm. yep i don't i don't think it will do you think it'll uh, detour it for something else and then come back to well, it well the re- feel it reason i get that is cloud ha- like you revisit a lot of that in this game via cloud's dreams i saw that there were some uh, hallucinations he has too that kind of flashes back oh to right out the gate like leaving the first reactor uh job he has a very vivid hallucination of sephiroth mm-hmm. um like they start laying the seeds for that stuff very early damn I don't want to wait six years, six, seven years for this bullshit. It's, it's a almost, shame, isn't that's it? That's literally more than half a decade. Unless will... the engine's already created anyway, and they could just breeze it through like the Resident Evil games, but... That's a good point as well. Um, I will say, uh, in terms of feeling emotional about this game, because I'm a big fucking baby, um, I, I literally was like fucking chills firing up that menu for the first time on launch night. Oh, I, I, I have not... I have purposely not looked at anybody playing the game right from load onward because i want that to kind of be my own little experience for it and then i'd say i think the second time was two instances kind of back to back uh the new mix of fight on like the intense battle music we all remember kicks in for the first time when you're fighting the airbuster boss and it's a great mix and i was like this is awesome this is amazing great boss fight and then when cloud falls from the reactor and lands in the church in the slums and the first time Aerith theme kicks in I was like, I was welling up a little bit. I'm like, Jesus, where I'm actually playing this thing that was announced five years ago. Music's amazing, characters amazing. Five out of ten. It's okay. Not that great. <laughs> what a great, what a great pitch. It's, like, great it's not that great. Listen, it made me well up. Personally, hit all the notes. Best I can give it is a 56. Uh, best I can do is uh, there's a lot of mini games. Yeah, I saw the uh, the darts. I did the. Um, I've made a point to stop at each one of them when they're unlocked and get the full trophy Oh, for, for sure. It. Why not? Uh, I definitely squ- want to plat the game just for the sake oh, of doing it. Oh, I intend to. Uh, there's a squatting one, which I, I got the trophy for that, for being the squat champion. Oh. Um, what about the pull-ups? Is, uh, I think that might be unlocked later, but mm-hmm. I, I have a feeling that right before you sort of go to Shinra headquarters, there will be like a, hey, uh, this is it. You can kind of warp around areas and... Train up. Yeah, exactly. Especially because... In. I think there's going to be a reason to go back to the wall market. I think there's probably going to be more arena shit and stuff like that. I wonder if... How do you think long-term this game's going to be treated? Do you think they're just going to add DLC to it, or do you think it's going to be left alone until the new part comes out? I would imagine it's left alone until the new part comes out. Yeah, I was thinking the only thing they'd probably add in if I Maybe cosmetic be costumes. Stuff. Yeah, costumes yeah. perhaps. Play through right. as Cloud in the Dress. Ah, yes. I yeah, that'll that'll absolutely be a thing. They they will, for sure. Plays um, I, cross dress collab. I could also see like classic costumes or something. I don't know how That would that be would just like uh what Metal Gear Solid 4 did. That would be incredible. Hilarious. Wouldn't that would not be, be hilarious. Incredible. If you could put on the classic polygonal <laughs> outfits. The classic cloud costume just removes his mouth. <laughs> um I saw 
that the Square Enix store was selling the the classic figures. Did you see that? Oh, they are actually finally selling those? Yeah, but the whole thing is that it's turning a lot of people off because they basically give you the set of the classic figures, and I was thinking, oh, hell yeah, like, I, I would love to have one. That you have to buy, I think, the set, and worst of all, they come in a blind box. So you oh, don't really that's... know, like, you're paying about $40 for it, maybe 50 and you think you're going to get them, but the chances are you may not, and even if there's... You might get some dupes. Frankly, not to channel my inner Ben Affleck from fucking Batman suit. If there's even a 1% chance uh, that will not give me all of them, I'm not going to pay that much money for that. Yeah, I Sorry, get you, I'm man. already paying exuberant prices just to have some polygonal shapes on my desk. I, I now send know. them to me, stat. Oh, I want the Barrett ones so badly. Oh, so my, badly. And I, I love get it. Barrett so much. Getting into arguments with folks on trains is Barrett's thing. I like... Oh, uh, I, I cannot praise that scene enough by the way you remember the original barrett train argument scene where he chases people out of the cars yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it's completely reworked to make barrett seem like less of a monster um <laughs> to like, make at, it seem like less of an absolute monster and I, I also i really like what they do with it but my favorite note from it is there's like this shinra businessman who's like hey you you don't know what you're talking about and i'm like why is this guy like i'm gonna stand up to this man with a 50 cal machine gun for an arm who who am I who am I to stand up to this guy? Did they um, did they have that classic exchange with Clinton, Cloud, and Barrett where Cloud just goes off on that semi rant about the environment and the world, and Barrett just goes what? <laughs> yeah, they, they 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 have that in the uh, in the elevator, which uh, my favorite is Cloud ending that argument with, "You really believe all that?" And he's like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Get help." <laughs> my favorite. My they did favorite. cut my favorite line, though, from Barrett, which is, don't go thinking you all bad just because you was in Soldier. I, when they keep those lines, like how Capcom kept the Resident Evil cheesy lines in 2 and 3, some of that shit, you just gotta appreciate it for what it is. It's so funny. Yeah, it's, it goes over like a lead balloon sometimes, but it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Oh, well, that's the whole point. If it doesn't hit you like a lead balloon, <laughs> then it's not, it's not really worth it at that point. At most, you'll cock your head a little bit and go, huh? I want it to be purposely cheesy. Just say, hey, Barrett just chased everyone off a train, and it was really awkward for the entire group. (laughs) There's also a side quest in Sector 5 where you never see the person, but you're you're supposed to be trying to track down this uh, thief called the Angel of the Slums who steals from the rich and gives to the poor. Uh, And I have a feeling that that is supposed to be Yuffie. Ooh. Early Yuffie? Yeah, like that's the implication I get, that it's supposed to be like a wink-wink, nudge-nudge. Yeah, you'll get her later. Yeah. I, so long as they, I would adore it if they expanded out the storylines and getting Yuffie and, I, um, I don't think Yuffie or Vincent will be optional anymore. I don't think they will either, personally. Well, that's what I mean. I think they're going to expand the storyline or adjust it out a bit to not make it an option. Um, it's, they're so iconic at this point that they should just be incorporated into the story. Much because like how, um, Wutai has talked about a lot more in this, and I think I mentioned that to you. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, because... As a lot of people will know in the original game, much later on, you find out that Avalanche was a lot bigger than Barrett and company. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were like one small sect of it, and uh, you know there there are branches that allied themselves with Wu Tai. Uh, those branches show up earlier on, um, and Wedge notes that Barrett's group is on the outs because they're considered too extreme. With the the man with the machine gun for a fucking arm, too extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Too radical. <laughs> too yeah. extreme. Too extreme, bro. Yeah. Also, uh, Tifa serves you at one point the 
Seventh Heaven's signature drink, oh. which which is the Cosmo Canyon. Do you meet Barrett's kids? You beat Marlene, yes. Perfect. Perfect. perfect um, perfect. actually, good note. There's um a point that I just got up to where again to add more gameplay, which I think is nice. If you'll remember, at one point Tifa asked Aerith to go make sure Marlene is safe or get her to safety. You actually play through that entire part as Aerith, like going into Sector Seven, finding Marlene. That's cool. Um, My only gripe with this is that I know I'm gonna crave more immediately when it's over. That's the the part that's and I'm rough. I'm gonna be waiting it? years for that bullshit. That's the part that really sucks. I know and it already. That's why I know I'm gonna go well hard mode. Here we go. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's no oh, fuck. It, it, I have a feeling that this will be regarded as one of the best remakes made. Um, but it's going to take so much time to just get it out. Totally, and, and I think it's gonna, that's a bummer. I think it's really going to change people's perception of what a remake could be because this is more in line with like what you might expect from a movie remake where they're like, hey, we're going to do the story, but we're going to add some layers. We're going to deviate from the source material here and there. And like, we're going to pay homage to this original story. And that's part of the big uh, you know, point of all this, but we're going to do something new. That's a good segue too, because I mean, frankly, we've seen remakes in the past. Even more recently, I know I talk it up a storm because I, I can't think of anything else. My my run of that game for a solid weekend still is burned in my memory. Resident Evil is still considered a remake for what they're doing. From 2 yeah. and 3, they call it the RE remake. Um, but now we have Final Fantasy VII as also a remake, where it's literally in the title. Um, and we've yes. had several others. It's on the box. So, in your opinion, do you think that this kind of changes the game? For I other it, companies and studios to say, listen, this is move aside. We talking remakes. This this is what a remake is. I'll, I'll say it the one way I can. The future is now, old man. Oh shit. Um, oh fuck. But yeah, Kick I, I the think cane right under. Credit where credit is due to Resident Evil Two for like I think being on par with that sort of thing. I think maybe FF Seven's a little more grandiose because by nature of what that game is, it's a little yeah. more grandiose to begin with. For sure. Um, well, it's not like Resident Evil also added... I don't think 2 really added anything different besides no. just some of the DLC. But when we're talking about the DNA of the game, it's it, there. Yeah, the DNA is there. It's recognizable as the thing that it was, but it's also wholly modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They change, Like, say, the introduction of Mr. X. It's completely been changed up to make it more impactful, more scary, uh, more tense, and still kept the same... Not only just the spirit, but the same blueprint that yeah. the original game had to a T. Um, which is why it's so unfortunate. Even 3, I really personally do think that they just shit the bed. Because they didn't keep the blueprint. They just kind of rewrote it. And not in the way that Final Fantasy did. They just yeah. excised parts that didn't make sense to them to keep there, in for whatever reason. There were weird decisions. Like, we talked about this last time. Like, removing the clock tower and the graveyard and stuff. Like... Just strange decisions to me, and it's been a long time since I played the original RE3. Maybe there are more logistical reasons for why they're like, we don't really need that, but... Yeah, like, say, to to your exact point there, even talking about the clock tower, because I don't... We, we talked RE3 to death, but even to what you were saying earlier in Final Fantasy, where they added a section for Aerith to get Marlene, it's almost as if, imagine, they just excised that entire scene out. Just a any mention of it either, too. They would yeah. just say, oh, Aerith doesn't even need to get Marlene, don't worry about it. And they just proceeded on. And it's made, maybe made, uh, brought up one time in a sentence, or maybe it's not brought up at all. There's just certain decisions in remakes for games that I don't get. Even from just a player standpoint. E sure, you have the diehards who are going to scrutinize every single 
aspect of a game and say, hey, I need this shit to be in here because it's it means more to me than anybody else. But to cut shit entirely that may have some impact for story or may not, I, I, I think that's a change in remakes that I don't appreciate. I, at least I don't think that it helps any. I think it just actually hurts the game's presentation. Totally. I would agree with that one hundred percent and uh like it, it it's like things feel weirdly absent where like you're saying to uh to final fantasy's credit it's almost like the polar opposite of what re3 did yeah or re3 like cut time and excise sections entirely final fantasy 7 remake took what is roughly the first five to six hours of a massive rpg and turned it into its own 40 hour game yeah for sure well when when we think of also, I'm thinking of other remakes as well, where they literally take the game's blueprint, and I'm talking about Medieval, they literally take the same game, and they just Clean make it up. updated. Yeah. And to me, I mean, it goes into the definition of a remaster and a remake. To me, yeah. that's kind of a remaster, technically. Yeah. In, Even though a remaster really just means guzzying up the original... Um. Whereas Medieval know. had work on the combat and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, it's it's that game, but just made anew. Whereas a remake, like you, you were saying, like it seems like there's more value in it. Um, and I don't want to like disparage games like Medieval and stuff like that that did all that. Um, like the Spyro and Crash remakes, clearly there's work done. Um, yeah, um, and even Crash and all those other games, like those are remakes. To the point where they're just starting from scratch. And they'll say, listen, we have the blueprint, yeah, but let's just we make can do it, it something else. Yeah, make it something. If we were to make it today, how would we make it with knowing what we know? Compared to a remaster saying, you know what? We know how they did it. We don't want to fuck it up. Let's just maybe tweak one or two things, but let's keep the entire thing as it is and just guzzy it up a bit. It's paint um, by numbers. Yeah. And there are remakes that have totally shit the bed. And again, this is for reasons unknown. And one of them I always like to bring up just for recent, Warcraft 3. It just fucking sucks. And (coughs) frankly, if they just kept the foundational blueprint and just built off of that, which is what the audience wanted, mind you, at least from what I've seen. That's what I personally wanted, too. Mm -hmm. The Blizzard audience and consumers are very, very strict in what they want. They always just want... Something that's either an upgrade or exactly something that's how they remembered it and nothing to be changed. And, and they're pretty I get transparent about it. Yeah, and you can't appeal to that kind of group all the time because obviously you're not always trying to appeal to those groups. You're, you're trying to appeal to a new mass market here. So it makes sense to change it. But when Blizzard kind of straight up makes a port or rather I should call it a remake, a remaster of a game and then fucking starts barring mod controls starts changing the way that the game was initially built up to be, it, it fucking sucks. Nobody wants that. And nobody bought it. It flopped. People it, demanded it refunds. It feels like the thing you had, but with more strings attached. Yeah, and you have no control over the strings that you just paid money for. That's wild to me. And in fact, they stripped some features from the classic version that you could have gone back to and enjoyed in the for process. Sure. Perfect remaster, in my opinion, that they just, I mean, and this is just from what I've played too, Age of Empires 2. It was perfect. It is perfect. You did talk up a storm about that one, yeah. It's perfect. You have the HD edition, which is what they did, I think, a couple of years back. They said, listen, which was remastered. They said, hey, and they're both remasters. I keep calling them remakes, sorry, but you have the HD edition where good looks from Microsoft Game Studio because they they not only took the game, but then they just kept expanding it with more campaigns. And I'm not one to really play the campaigns of Age of Empires, 
but they're fucking long, and they have a lot of story behind them, and they're pretty damn good. Uh, but not only that, they decided, hey, fuck all that, we're gonna make the definitive edition now, and it's gonna be exactly what you just had, it's just gonna look better. And that's wild, um, because they're maintaining the same game, yeah. and it's just guzzing it up to look a little bit better, but they kept it's the a known same quantity. Formula. Yeah, if they came in and said, hey, we're going to change everything up. For a game that's so heavily involved around strategy like Age of Empires, it doesn't really make a lot of sense, especially if you're just making Age of Empires 2. Um, but if they were to remaster the whole thing, obviously they would come out with a new Age of Empires. They would call it Age of Empires, and they'd make it to Age of Empires 2020 edition, whatever the fuck they want to call it. And they'd yeah, change yeah. up the formula. Um, but I think more than ever, starting with Final, well, not starting with Final Fantasy, but only being heavily bolstered with it, I think a lot of studios are going to be taking cues as to how, what's the word I'm trying to think of, how big in scale a remake can be, and just how successful it can be if it's taken with a certain degree of care. Also now, having played this more than ever, um, people always got the idea of going like, okay, so, you know, figure there's two more entries in this, so five, six more years before we're playing Final Fantasy VII Remake in full. Yeah. Um, do they do another one next? And what does that look like? And to me, I go, I would actually more than ever love to see them take a stab at six uh, with with these same kind of ideas. And I was going to ask you that actually towards the end of this too. What would come next? Would they decide that just because seven was so influential at the time, would they even bother to do what Capcom is doing now and start remaking the res- you know remaking their Final Fantasy titles? I don't think they would do every single one. Absolutely not. No um, way. Too big of a taking. I think the idea would be to like gauge interest as far as what people are most interested in. And if I had to get... For me, that would be six. I would be ecstatic if it was six. I would be ecstatic if it was six. Um, just because that's my personal favorite. That was my seven. I was not impacted at seven at the time because number one, I was I felt like I was too young to even play it. Number two, I had to, I, it was very much a generational title that released when it came out at the time. It blew the doors off of just about everything because it was so different in terms of graphics and presentation. But I don't know personally. I think that they would release something like eight or ten. Or actually, I'm sorry. I would rather think it'd be eight or nine. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, eight, eight or nine, I would be happy with. Um... I think 8 could actually benefit the most from having its script looked at again. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, boy, there's the And just its combat game system, game actually, rough. on that point, too. Its combat yeah. system wasn't so highly regarded as 7 was. Well, the problem with 8's combat system is that you could straight up break it. Yeah. Um, uh, by stocking Ultimas and putting them on your attack and all that. Like, I think we talked about uh, when the HD remaster of 8 came out, I, I told you, oh, I know how to break that game fundamentally. Like, we were talking about how... By the time you get up to the first uh, cipher fight on the, the parade float, I had stocked so much Ultima and Junction did to Squall's weapon. So it's a great exchange. I think I do still have the video of it of Squall stepping out onto the float and Cypher being like, and now you have to go through me and then one attack and he just drops. Oh, I was just thinking too of, I was thinking how amazing a six remake would be wouldn't it like think about the scale of like also because even more so than seven what a jarring step into the future can you imagine you you basically you load up the game you load up the game and um or rather they they show a trailer and 
the whole trailer is just the exact intro of six where they're in the magic tech armor uh, vehicles and it's Terra and it plays the intro theme, but it's all completely remastered. It looks yeah. beautiful. They're going to an uprising upcoming sunset and they're all just traveling in the snow. And it's just that theme. And you know, the intro cause you know, the intro and everybody just goes nuts. I would go nuts. I get chills just thinking about it because it could be a completely uh, reorchestrated theme just to fit it. And they would say final fantasy six. Here you go. Here's the fucking game. Imagine the same gra- <coughs> graphical style of seven remake. And now imagine Kefka. Yeah. For sure. For Fucking. sure. If not only for that, not only Kefka in his present form, final form Kefka, I can't even fucking imagine how ridiculous that would look. Or even if Sabin just decided to fucking suplex the Phantom Train, just give it that's, to me. Oh, that's number one of the things I think I all give the time. It like, to I want to suplex a train in 3D. Yeah, no matter how beautiful they make the game look, no matter how realistic they can, just give me the most ridiculous fucking suplex I've ever seen in my life. Um... But it, it, the prospect of having it, I, I think they would. I think I'm reverting myself already because now I'm thinking about it. You know what? If they were to do a remake, I'll agree with you. I think they'd choose something that hasn't already been a 3D um, game in the past. I would imagine, I would hope that they would pick one of the earlier Final Fantasies if because you're picking I think it'd make those, that much of an impact on it. If you're picking one of those, I think it's five or six. I actually, I, I was actually going to say, I think it's four or six. You think so? I think yeah. five's uh, up there too. I think... Is five uh, well known? Is is five well regarded in Japan? Five's incredibly well gar- regarded in Japan. I didn't know. Um, I actually have a, uh, a a with the proper label. This was an Etsy buy five on the uh, the SNES mm-hmm. um, that was restored like in English because very you know cool. that that version's very hard to come by. Oh, for sure. Um, and at one point, this would have been like maybe ten years ago. Um, I played through five like a, a proper Japanese copy of five by looking up translations online as I went. <laughs> As, you, it, as you're, you're learning and you're playing. In a I don't world know, when where I had the of, time to do something like that again. When I'm thinking about what the the mass audience of the world would know, to me, I mean, it's I'm biased because I'm from the U.S. I, it would always either be four or six. Because um, people knew uh, the story of four. People knew the story of six. To your point, nobody really knew the story of five overseas. Um Bobo, but if they baby. did remaster it and they brought it as a brand, because it'd be treated as a brand new title for many, myself yeah. included, um, that'd be cool. I just see what they're doing now and uh, breaking news for that. So what Capcom's doing with the Resident Evil 4 remake, because there's been a lot of rumors about a Resident Evil yeah, 4 remake too. VGC's been circulating rumors today that 4 uh, remake is in full development and is expected to ship in 2022. Yeah, and that alone to me doesn't make me concerned it's just we kind of touched upon it last time four is not a game that may it, need to be remade at this point in time yeah it definitely doesn't need it as much um but i, I still would kind of i like i still would very much like to see it happen because sure. there's uh that engine could definitely do it some like work for it and also i saw people going oh why two years on this one and i'm like well you got a f- four is a far bigger game than three or two well, not only that, they have... I do not envy the studio that doesn't. I don't envy them for do, having to do that. It's a it's big undertaking, and held you can't in a bigger fuck regard. that up. Yeah, you cannot fuck that up. For two, they hit the mark. And it's not the same studio that did two. It's not the same. And it's going to be the same studio that did three, which already is not highly regarded in any capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are concerned that they're going to cut some shit. Or it's just not going to be the same type of game 
for worse reasons, for the lack of certain places. I was even thinking they may even cut some puzzles out. Who's to say? Um, I want my my attached case. Yeah. And it just, to me, it, it just seems like such a large undertaking too. And they ported the game to fucking death already. So it, they really would have to hit it out of the park. So it, it's a big undertaking for sure. And who's to say? I mean, it's going to sell anyways. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, no, people it's are going to buy it. I'm one of them. Yeah, it's four. What are you going to do? But if it ends up shit in the bed, that would suck. Go make Dino Crisis. Yeah, Dino Crisis. I don't know why. Remake. I don't know we're why waiting. we're playing this game right now. We keep playing this game of oh, what should we remake? Make Dino. The answer is there. The answer is make Dino Crisis. We want to fight raptors. Yeah, it's it's not fucking hard. It's not it's some random equation you're trying to figure out. I have the answer. It involves dinosaurs and guns, and it's cool. Dino DNA. But in terms of a re- what's a game genuinely that outside of these lovely JRPGs are just um, other spooky games. <laughs> They're the What's ones. a game that you would want to be remade? Huh. Just remade in the scale of Final Fantasy. Not in the same, you know, game length-wise, but just from gameplay. Maybe, maybe this is cheating um, because it totally is another JRPG. Uh, Suikoden. Yep, that's cheating. <laughs> is that yep, cheating? cheating? No, it's not. Suikoden's uh, scale is massive. I mean, Konami just makes, like, pachinko machines now. Couldn't someone pick up the license? For sure, but you you could. I mean, they make. Do they make pachinko machines this weekend? In? No way, they don't. I I doubt it. I it's no Metal Gear Solid pachinko machine. I tell you that know. much. I um. I'm biased. Oh, I'm biased to high hell. I would want them to remake. Donkey Kong Country, too. I'd buy that for a dollar. Or even just okay, fuck off. It's a no, no, no. That's not an insult. A that's buck. Just an expression. A buck. It's an expression. For all that work. It's an expression, Eric. Yeah. Is it an expression? Yeah. A dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. So there was um, there's a guy. His handle is Blob Van Dam. I do not know him. Uh, I found his YouTube videos a while back, but in Unity, he's been remaking, um, Donkey Kong Country levels Mm -hmm. uh to fit more of an hd remaster kind of feel i would adore it if they decided to just remake a platformer like that just to give put it in the hands of other players who have never experienced it before um it'd be something it doesn't need to be donkey kong mind you it could also be um i know mega man they tried doing mega man x back when the psp was released they had a mega man x hd like remaster thing where they made it more chibi um, I think it was Maverick Hunter, actually. But I would want them to remake a platformer, some platforming games. Even Banjo-Kazooie. I, mean, I would I would jump at that chance. That'd just be remake it with update graphics and change, even change up the formula of the game a little bit just to change it, and just to make it something different. I wonder what that would look like, though, because those games are so driven by their artistic stylization to me. Well, keep the style, but just update it. But you can have liberty to at least change it up a bit. You don't want a photorealistic bear? No. You know what, actually, I was thinking, too? Um, I would gleefully and willingly take a remaster or a remake of the original God of War. Huh. That's an In idea. In the current engine that it has? Yeah, yeah. I would absolutely take another remake of God of War 1. I would definitely, yeah. That That's the one I, I wouldn't even have considered, but that, that would be pretty good. Yeah, because I'm imagining the scene of Ares when he... 
He's fucking the size of a skyscraper. And he's just ravaging. Ravaging the area. And Kratos is kind of making his way down towards him to fight him in, in the kaiju battle of all ages. Yeah, the, the endgame kaiju battle. Yeah, to get God powered up by the gods to grow to his size, a la Rita Repulsa style. And, um... Make I my monster grow! Adore, yeah, I would adore that if that was in a remade engine to fit what is currently in the God of War game today. It would look beautiful. It'd look fucking astounding. Um... But just to play that again with those graphics, with that engine, even with some things adjusted, uh, I, I would be all for that. It looked great. Totally. For huh. sure. Good thinking. Yeah. That's that's one I hadn't thought about. Yeah. I'm just, I'm thinking of a game, for me, for a game to be remade, it doesn't need to just simply be, hey, we have HD graphics now and we're going to port it to a deleted It console. needs to be, there's something we couldn't convey properly at the time. Yeah. Like, and there are certain games that I don't want remade at all. Like Metal Gear Solid, I don't want it to be remade. I don't. Oh, really? Nope. I feel like there's just certain things. And this is my fanboy talking. This is totally fanboy. Because you know what? If they did recreate today in the Phantom Pain engine, it'd look fucking incredible. Metal Gear isn't one at the top of my list, but, like, I would totally jump on a a remake of it. I don't know. I feel like for Metal Gear Solid 1, I think the the different things that Kojima had done, like the Psycho Mantis fight, the... Meryl those are things you can't replicate. You can't replicate those, and you'd have to change them. And yes, I'm totally knocking on Nostalgia's door right now for that, but you could remake it into something better, I'm sure. It's just, I don't know. I feel like you'd have better luck starting from 2 with Sons of Liberty and then changing it up from there, but just not touching the original. Even though I love Shadow Moses to high hell. It's, it's my favorite, by far. It's a hell of a time. I just feel like you can't really... I'm being, no, I'm, such, a, I'm I, being I, such a fucking hypocrite. I feel no, like you can't remake my game, but you could remake everything else. Just everything else, everywhere. who cares? Um, but I don't know. There's a lot of games that they could remake. I mean, look at Mario Luigi Superstar Saga. They remade those. They yeah, changed it up. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that first remake is actually pretty decent. Then, unfortunately, yeah. that studio went under. It's like a fucking... It's a tragedy. It's a fucking tragedy. They, they really made that game look nice. Hard fucking times, man. Hard fucking times. Um, sweet, sweet Odin. Shall I move us into the drop? Yeah. Uh, what's coming on? It's a short one. What's coming to consoles and PCs this week? Uh, we got Hellpoint coming to PC on April 16th. Uh, we got Overcooked 2 The Gourmet Edition coming to PC on April oh, 16th. Here's my, here's my favorite one next. And we have Save Your Nuts coming to PC, Xbox One, and Switch. I've been on saving April 16th. my nuts for the past month. <laughs> I know what one of those games is. <laughs> we have a lot of games. Well, there sure are games here, and I know one of them. <laughs> oh, I sure save do. your nuts. What a hold on. As always, whenever I see a wacky titled game, I got to do a quick yeah, Google let's search. Yeah, do a little research on that. Yep, it has a squirrel. Oh, I'm sorry, Chipmunk, and he is running away from a wiener dog. By triple scale games. This looks like I, you literally have to run away and save your nuts. I hope he can save his nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, rooting for him out there. Going into uh, news, I know you had a story here about Valorant. Um, yes. Which is coming from Riot Games. It's in closed beta. It is. Uh, I have watched a little bit of it. Uh, and I see you You put here, it's it's a hybrid of CSGO and Overwatch. I think that is very apparent. A lot of knifing going on. What do you think about it? Um, I don't know. I guess it just doesn't harbor much interest for me personally. Right. I, I see the value in it. What do you think of the idea that it's it's literally 
unabashedly a hybrid of two games, just directly. I, it, I mean, they know what the hell they're doing. In fact, I almost got frustrated. I was watching some people have... <laughs> I got pissed. No, no, I got frustrated because I was watching some people have a conversation about this game like oh you think there's gonna be like an esports league for this and i'm like yes that's why they're making it that's uh, come on that's silly what like silly no thing. the the game is secondary the meeting was let's make an esports league yeah they're, and then they're they- not they're not gonna do an esports out of it they're they're just gonna sit on it that's fine they, they uh, esports is the name of the game now for these fps's in general but yeah it's, it's overwatch e-sports. it's overwatch with knifing yeah i i have to say so right now yes in closed beta um However, there are ways to get keys, which is to watch streams of people playing it. Seems exhausting. I cannot... I'm trying to think of memory of another company that did this, but these kinds of marketing... Uh, I don't want to call it... I was going to say scheme. These types of marketing campaigns are fucking ingenious. They're, I, I got to give props to teams that do this to generate these kinds of buzzes. It's fucking crazy for this game right now. Um... Just to, just to give you an idea of scope, because when, when I sat down, I heard about it saying, oh, watch this stream. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I've, I've seen this before. I know for a fact some other teams have done this. Um, but Riot Games... It's definitely been done before, but... ...has I- caused hundreds of thousands of people. We're, call, we're talking breaking Twitch concurrent viewership records from people not only doing this because of coronavirus and staying inside, of course, but to watch this game, to watch streamers, there are hundreds of thousands of people... Who are watching this on Twitch because Twitch is apparently the only way you can get this, not Mixer or anywhere else. Yeah, it's it's through Twitch to get a key and are just watching, and that to me is so fucking insane. It's crazy. Just for crazy successful. The chance at playing a game that like we have two friends who like sat in there for like two days straight before they got a key. For sure, for sure. I'm I gotta be on. I'm call spade a spade. I'm ghosting the stream right now. Just see if I can get it. I don't blame you. I just, I, I literally like, <laughs> I literally went, I'm like, I have no interest right now. There's too many games that are out that I'm hyper-focused on. I don't need to throw another wrench into those plans. Oh, for sure. But on the other hand, I'm I'm in that boat. But on the other hand, too, I was thinking it wouldn't be the worst thing to have. No, certainly at least not. Maybe I could play it. And that alone, my, my, my own rationale is if they can get me to do it, it's pretty fucking good. Because I'm pretty then, hard-pressed to do this bullshit. Then they've succeeded. Oh, for sure. And... You know, I've been the reason why I was asking what your thoughts are for how it's just a blatant hybrid is because you know what? Other companies who have done this before, like High Res Studios, who is pretty goddamn well known to just take a formula and just guzzy it up a bit, change it up, and ship it. Paladins, for example. I call them knockoff blizzard. Yeah. Um <laughs> to to its credit, Smite was pretty fucking good. Smite is pretty fucking good. I don't play it anymore, but I know that that game at the time had good deals to just get in, and for a couple of years, it really had me. This, I gotta give Riot credit, the devs literally just came out and said, well, yeah, it, it is what it is. You know, if it looks like a fucking hybrid, if it looks like it, smells like it, plays like it, probably is it. It is just Go and Overwatch. And Riot Games knows that the one thing that's going to sell this over the edge is its character design, which it already is very successful at due to League of Legends, and they yeah. already have the fan base for it. They and have esports a track too. There. Esports is huge for Riot they, Games, <coughs> and they know how to handle esports. Oh, already, for which sure. Gives they've been doing it for up. years. Think of where how think of how League of Legends has grown. Um, and I was getting to a debate about this with my brother last night because you know we were talking. He's like, y- you know, the Go audience isn't going to go here. He was like, listen, people who play Counter-Strike are not going to play this. 
I don't know about that. And people who play uh, Overwatch are not going to play this. And I said that it's so, in my opinion, I think that is so incorrect. I think not only are you going to get people in troves to come and play this, you're going to get people who want to become professional at this and become really fucking good because they can't do it in other games. Yeah. Because at this point, they're so far gone on the skill curve and the that barrier whenever entry, a new game comes, yeah, yeah barrier of entry, so high, this is accessible immediately. It's an easier go. I've already seen some analysis videos of how the game is just a little bit simpler to play than go in terms of shooting and spray pattern. And this one also just has abilities. So you're going to, I think this game immediately, number one, is going to be a hit at the gate if this fucking campaign is anything to go off of. And two, I think it's going to last a couple of years in the esports scene. It may have potentially be really good. Is it going to overthrow uh, Counter-Strike? Absolutely not. And I don't even think it's going to overthrow Overwatch just because of the financial no, backing that Blizzard I has. I think it'll take a subset from of players from both of those games and a subset of new players and merge them together and find its own audience. For sure. But I'm always so I'm always so astounded. If it does end up becoming successful, wildly successful, I'm always so astounded as to what the recipe has to be to literally just take a formula of two games, make it into one, and be successful. Because, you know, Paladins is not going to get to this level. I have a feeling. I also like to imagine they were in a boardroom trying to think of what the formula for their new game was, and they just had, like, a big billboard of Tracer, and then one of them was like, wait a minute, and he just stood up, and he just put a knife in Tracer's hand. And he was and like, just looked and looked behind as everybody stood up and just went, yeah. And he goes, "Damn it, Johnson, you did it again. <laughs> How do you keep doing this?" <laughs> because the idea is they just come to me. <laughs> it's literally tracer. It's literally tracer at the back shot. Um, and he goes, "We take this. <laughs> we put put a fucking beret and a knife." <laughs> and he goes, "And that's the game." That he goes, but how do we? He goes, "No, the game's already been built." We, we take Counter-Strike and we just put it in here. <laughs> we slap some anime on it. We just put anime on it. I think that's so... It, it, this game, if any, it's any indication, I want another Team Fortress already. I want Team Fortress 3. Valve hears you and they said no. I know. I know. They've already said, you know what? I love that. We've heard you. We acknowledge you guys. We love it. No. Fuck off. <laughs> now kindly fuck right off. We're on your side here. That being said, absolutely fucking not. It ain't happening. I think that's so funny to me. We know what you want, and we refuse to deliver it. I just, I don't know. I'm wondering, because, you know, I always think of Heroes of the Storm, a game that, because I just said earlier, as long as it has financial backing, that's also not only true, because it was Blizzard funding the game. Yeah. For years. Years and years and years. And it killed it. It's over. Uh, well, so they I, just, you know, know, it was it was not worth it to a certain extent, and I, I the worst part is, like, I, I felt like uh, that game in particular was good for what it was. It was. I actually, I, I went back to it a few times and I played it. I was surprised that they were canceling, because I thought as long as they just have Infinicash, why not? But I'm not, to, at the same time, I'm not so deeply interested in Valorant, however I want to play it. I can't deny that. It does make me want to at least install it, and that, to me, is just as successful as if I wanted to buy it. They totally. got me. So... Keep an eye on it. If you haven't seen it, I'm sure you're watching a stream of it if, you've, or if you're even interested in that. Uh, it, it looks pretty fucking low-grade, I'm not going to lie, but I want to play it, so yeah, go watch those streams so if you want that. it. Yeah, maybe I'll get in in the week and I can tell you how I'm dissatisfied or yeah. really <laughs> amped about it. If you do, I'd be very interested to hear your thoughts next week for sure. For sure. Um, I also saw you put your FF14 delayed its next patch due to quarantine. 
Yeah, very surprising to me because, you know, a lot of people are just thinking, hey, because of quarantine, we're just going to have studios delaying game releases. But game releases mean anything and everything in between up into patches. Everything is harder to do as they're learning more and more how to work remotely. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, FF14, it falls into another echelon of game. It's MMORPG, so it's different, but I think it's pretty damn surprising. I wonder if you're going to be... Well, I, don't, I can't say they're going to be losing subs. If anything, I've seen more people resubbing to the game. Because they have so much time. Yeah, because they have so much fucking time in their hands. They're like, hey, I, I played around with that idea if I didn't have so many games to play through. But um, it's pretty wild. Even patches are getting delayed. Wacky, wacky shit. And uh, I also saw you put here... I, I know we had touched on this a little bit at some point, but um, we're seeing, like, with The Last of Us 2 delayed and stuff like that, the AAA games faring, uh, and this all leads into delays for the quarantine and stuff. And specifically impact on indies and stuff like that is what you were uh, you're trying to drum up here, which I think is an interesting conversation point. Yeah, for sure. I've seen similar articles about this already written too, but when E3 was initially canceled, it one there we, we spoke about it too briefly. There were two sides of the coin for that. Um, number one, you have the consumers who are saying, fuck it, good. Let it happen. Fuck them. Because we, we see one side of that world. Um Whereas, obviously, the media and the developers are saying, well, this really sucks. Because the media on the one side, they got to network the hell out of it. And even, especially on the development side, they got to really network the hell out of yeah, it. Yeah, namely smaller development. Like, AAA studios, they're kind of in a whatever boat. But when it comes to these smaller games, like, and I, I think we even might have touched on this last time, like, those big shows were their chance to get into the door and make a pitch to, you know, bigger publishers that can financially back them and stuff like that. For sure. Um, even right away, the one I was thinking of was when we went to PAX East, there was, they run a um, a dev meet and greet for networking. And they had some bigwigs from different development studios who were going to come there. And because of all this, uh, because of COVID-19 at the time, I, I fucking COVID-19 corona, because of the big Rony at the time. Uh, the big people, Rona. Yeah, the big Rona. People were saying, listen, you know, we, we can't. We have to actually not be able to attend, and we're not going to be able to come. And that that's a big deal to a lot of people. We're talking about people who have spent years making their game and trying to just get it to that selling point, to your point, just getting their foot in the door. And I can't even imagine how much more difficult it must be for indie developers now to try to get their game out there besides just standard marketing and doing, for lack of a better word, cold email sending to just get an ear to listen to their pitches. And to me, that sucks, because I can only imagine how many games are going to fly under the radar this year, because they just couldn't find the audience at the time. Um, and the argument can be made, like, oh, if it's good, it's going to get good, you know, it's going to get made, but that may yeah, not always so. be true. So, I don't know, it was something I just considered, but do you have any thoughts about that? Uh, I mean, nothing beyond that. Like I said, it is unfortunate. I'm hoping shows like PAX and stuff like that... And, you know, in a world where, like, unfortunately, um, even more shows were canceled this year. But I'm hoping there will be other opportunities. And we know there will be an E3 next year, so hopefully those things aren't all out the window in a permanent sense. Uh, but it, it does it does suck if it puts a damper on a lot of people's plans. Um, oh, for sure. In the, in the short term. Yeah. And I, I was immediately thinking, because on, on different internet boards too there's always the people who are trying to advertise their indie games and saying hey listen i left my job like last year and you're always gonna get first of all these stories are not to discredit the people who are doing it these stories are a dime a dozen i oh i left my job to go pursue my streaming career oh i left my job to go do this oh i left my job to go what a fucking ill-timed 
position yeah. to be in now i feel for them i actually am quite empathetic towards that because that fucking sucks i can't even imagine if you really tried to put all your eggs in the basket to make an indie title or just get a title out the door of a studio that you're making and this shit happens and you just can't that's rough timing could not be worse and oh for it, sure also it's not exactly easy to get back into a normal professional work environment right now yeah that's a, it's like a double-edged sword not only are you gonna have difficulty in getting your game out the gate but also just getting a fucking job it's not easy. Um, so I feel for that. And I was just thinking about that. I wonder just how... I'm never going to be able to know because I'm not an indie dev. Uh, I will never know how impactful it is going to be on them. Because some games, genuinely, we're never going to hear about. The savior nuts of the indie world, we're never going to hear about. We're here to boost. Yeah, we're here nuts. to boost any and every game that we see, save your nuts or not. And... It's just, it's kind of wacky, or at least it's a little saddening to just know that there are people who are going to get absolutely shafted out there for that. So, if you are in that group, I feel you. That fucking blows. We but just know, never give up on those titles. I want to know about them. We Even if I game. give a good, a lighthearted chuckle for how the title just makes me fucking uncomfortable. I'll do it. <laughs> but it makes him remember it. Yeah, I'll never forget it. Save your so, notes. it worked. Um, <sighs> beyond that, you got any other any other highlights to, to put out there? I really want to play Valorant. I want I want that to happen for you. You know, uh, Clayton was asking me the. He's like, "Why don't we just play Go?" And I said, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> you get the hell out of here, Clayton. <laughs> yeah. And another friend was saying, "Hey, we could play Overwatch now." Shut the fuck. If I wanted to play Overwatch, if I want to play Counter Strike, I'm just think I would have just been there right now. I want to knife somebody while yelling something totally anime and throw a fireball at somebody. That's what I want. I want it to be literally ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I want to be. As fucking ridiculous and shown in pro tag as I can in this world. So there you have it, folks. Uh, more anime in our arena shooters. Yeah, that's all. You, that's all you need. By the way, there's no anime being released right now either. I don't like. Seasons have wrapped that. up. It's over. It's like a fucking dry spell out here. It's a good time Watching to catch, reruns. catch up on your anime. If only. Well, Rich, do you have anything else that you want to talk about today, either? Nah, I think I pretty much covered everything. Well, I guess this is goodbye forever then. No, just for a while. I'll probably talk to you during the week. I guess that's fair. When I get my game, I'm going to show you pictures of my deluxe edition. Did you still order a physical edition of your game? Yeah, I did. When's it coming? Tuesday? I believe so, yeah. Damn. You get the deluxe? I did. Oh, it looks nice. I'm not a big... I gotta say, I'm not really a big deluxe edition person or even just a bonus edition kind of guy, but this one looks kind of hot. They scratch your itch there, you know? Yeah, it's kind of hot. I can't think Persona was hot. They just had that trading card. Well, not even a trading card. Just fucking Joker card. Here's, here's by the way, here's my new pitch. Um, if, if FF6 does get remade, um, the like not the Deluxe, like the Beyond Deluxe, the Collector's Edition, should come with a statue of a train getting suplexed. I don't joke about that because that's not going to get made. <laughs> that genuinely, right. the scale of that would be so fucking cool. Uh, so from there, let's move into housekeeping. Yeah, I'm upset. Let's go uh, housekeeping. Yeah, thanks to Heather Ramos for our wonderful logo. Thanks to Ed Biquette for our glorious intro. I love using descriptive words. Um, beyond that, you know, you can find us over at geckogamespodcast at gmail.com, where you can ask us lots of questions. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find Eric over at beautiful underscore Eric, and you can find me at at the Ridge Meister Zero. And until then, keep gaming, keep having fun, stay away from Rona. We'll catch you next time. Thank you, everybody.